This is Dead Letter Radio, episode 5, and I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast featuring your poetry, short stories, unsent letters, and everything in between. So before we get started, I wanted to discuss a few things. Um, This is a special episode, even though it is only episode 5 in the podcast, it is also the last episode uh, being recorded for 2020, and the first episode um, coming out for 2021, so it's very exciting. But along with that, uh, if you've seen me on social media or on Twitter, Reddit, things like that, and Instagram, um, you know I've been looking for haiku to do a haiku-focused episode. It was either going to be this week's or next week, and I want to say that haiku episode is going to come out on the 10th, so it's January 10th. Um, the reason I showed, did that, wanted to do it that way is because this podcast can only exist um, due to all of you who are submitting uh, work and letting me share it. In a lot of cases, very personal writing. Um, this podcast only exists because you guys are so willing to have that work shared and for those who are listening as well. And so there's been a few uh, pieces and people who submitted who haven't had a chance to have uh, their writing shared that they submitted in early December, even before the podcast was even fully a thing at that point. So I wanted to make sure that their um, work was included as we rounded out this year. It seems like a perfect way to end the year and to start officially a new year with Dead Letter Radio. So that's enough of me rambling, um, but we can get right into it. And we're going to start with a piece uh, submitted anonymously. I was smart. I was kind. I was the one who somehow did everything. I was in every club. I took the hardest classes. I aced them all. Top of the class. President of everything. Nothing could touch me. I was funny. I made people feel welcome. I did my best. I had friends of all kinds. I made it look easy. I put in the work. So sweet. So genuine. So confident. But I left those halls and the walls of that building don't matter anymore. I kept my friends, but fear losing them above everything else. Why would they stay with me? I am unremarkable in every way. I see that now. I walk through campus and see people smarter, funnier, sweeter. The things that made me interesting, now commonplace. Everyone around me is a creator. They make things. The things are amazing. The things are shared. The talents are true and expressed with grace. These people aren't afraid to show their works. They are vulnerable. They say, here is my best. I made it for myself. To share your creation is to share your most intimate part. The unironic real thing that you pour yourself into. You offer up your creation only to have it joked about, and you joke about it as well because otherwise they would know what they have done. And so, I sit here trying to make myself remarkable. I give myself a haircut. I get a tattoo. I teach myself how to embroider. I listen to bands that are cool, and you can tell because you wouldn't know them. I create, but I only let myself graze the surface before deeming each attempt a failure. I crumpled into a ball. I delete it. I pretend the idea for its genesis was a joke or ironic or something. I pretend to have chainmail, but only because if I renounce my creations before someone else does, 
their criticism becomes a toothpick instead of a dagger. And so I sit here, writing this as a way of forcing myself to commit to creating. By submitting this, I hide behind the anonymity and cast my boring, unoriginal poetry into possibly willing ears. But it is boring and bad, so you can make fun of it if you want. Maybe one day I'll make something worth hearing. So thank you for sharing this. Um, even though it's anonymous, we greatly appreciate it. First off, I just want to say it isn't boring or bad. It honestly touches upon something that we all experience in one degree or another, especially on leaving school, whether that's high school or college. You're in such a confined ecosystem in a lot of sense. And then to be cast into the world and to experience even which, which is heightened by social media, you only see highlights of people's um, endeavors and their experiences, and usually only the best parts of it. So a lot of times we can feel wanting and um, maybe not achieving as high of a standard as we wish we were when we compare ourselves to others, especially when it comes to creating things, and that could be goals or artistic endeavors or what have you. All right, so to pick, pick out a few lines so that I really resonated with, that, you know, you highlighting of the things that they shared, that they, these people aren't afraid to show their works. They are vulnerable. And this is the first step. Poems like this and sharing it and creating something and submitting it or having other people be, have a chance to look at it is the first step, that vulnerability. No one is born invulnerable. No one's immune to it. Something you get better at masking and get and you handle it a bit better, but we all start somewhere. And the reason I want to start with this poem, too, is that this is kind of what the podcast is about, is sharing your work. Even though it makes you vulnerable, this is a way to do so, even if you want to be anonymous. So thank you so much for submitting this. Um, this piece, I'm sure, reaches many people, and they are able to relate to it and will not find it boring or bad. So this next one is actually kind of funny because I was going through the files and I forgot I had another piece actually by my by myself um, that I was going to use for the opening episode. So I thought I would include it just for fun <laughs> wrap up the year. So this is a piece called Brutality We Call Love. Down the nape, shoulder blades, dimples of Venus. Travel the valley of your spine until you meet the seam of flesh and dreams. Then undress your skin. Listen to the snaps and pops of fibers dyed in wine, sundered by your now rose fingertips. Cords of you carpet the desert floor. Arid winds will carry an ethereal choir of your chipped and exposed marble bones, a coronation anthem to Jupiter's reign in early twilight. Finally, as you stand hollow and bare, hoping that you're not filled with only emptiness and silent prayers, a vast sea of moonlight will flood from your ache, thousand and one butterflies kissed with dawn, sowing this wasteland in your soft glow, blossoming this lonely place into spring. The reason, if I recall correctly, that I wrote this, even though it was a number of years ago, um, 
was the idea that where we feel we're in love with someone or with the notion of love, you, in some cases, whether healthy or not, can tear yourself apart and give for a person, give them everything you have, and really open yourself up. And you hope that when you do open yourself up and you do give everything you can give, that there is something beautiful in there whether that's your in yourself or in the relationship or what have you that it's all worth it in the end um and it can be exhausting in some cases yeah i mean the title really explains it to itself the brutality we call love this next one is uh submitted anonymously by cardboard oh, excuse me it's anonymously and it's titled cardboard fox I met this girl by the name of Katie. She was quite the looker, but not a Stacy. Red hair, gray eyes, you bet she's hot. Blessed with looks and not a thought. In my eyes, she was a gem. Pretty petals upon a stem. I asked her out on a date. She said yes, I couldn't wait. The first three dates did yield some fun. The time we spent one-on-one. -on -one. To my dismay, this red fox had the charisma of a cardboard box. I really tried to make it work, but one-word answers made her seem like a jerk. A red-haired dame for whom I might fall, but instead the red was a brick wall. She ended it quick. My heart didn't rend. Luckily so, my heart needn't mend. I will admit she is a good kisser, but aside from that, I sure won't miss her. So a little bit of a lighter poem, and one of the great examples in the sense that you don't, not all poetry needs to be dark or heavy, but it can be have a humor side to it, still touch upon a part of life um, that is common. I mean, no matter, you know, you're dating a guy, a girl, whoever, uh, it is always a bummer to uh, be attracted to someone and then realize after... Uh, trying to, you know, pursue a relationship with them that maybe you guys just don't vibe on the same level. Um, you know, whether that means they're, maybe they're not vibing with you or you're not vibing with them and it seems like you're talking to a wall or vice versa. That is always a uh, pretty big bummer. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to break up and have hurt feelings. Um, you can each go your separate ways just acknowledging it doesn't work. So thank you for submitting this piece called Cardboard Fox. next one is by Keely Savage, and it is titled, Loneliness. As I sit here in my bed covered in blankets, DMs and chat boxes empty, collecting dust, my so-called friends having McDonald's banquets, I realize how much my life doesn't matter to them. They don't care that my brain leaves me anxious. They think me checking in on them is controlling. Little do they know, I think they think how I do. But alas, as I sit here covered in blankets, I realize more that I'm alone. The thoughts creep in like poison ivy and make my thoughts darken with the toxins. Oh, how easy death would be. Write a note, leave a text, maybe a call. The fish jumps with a surprising splash and the music hits a bass rift. My thoughts suddenly take a 180. I'm thrown off that track. That train of thought heads off a cliff. I forget what I was doing, then circle right back. 
I think about my parents, the disappointment child suddenly more disappointing. I remember that if I died, they had two other good ones, with promising careers and children. I can be replaced. Maybe it won't be so bad for them, after all. So thank you, Keely Savage, for this brutal submission. And I don't mean that as a diss at all, um, but this is a reality for a lot of people, this feeling that it can feel that you're not connected to your friends and your loved ones and no one quite understands and maybe they'll miss you that you're not even there. You know, the second line really highlights the DMs and chat boxes empty collecting dust. You don't hear from them and you know they're having a good time and you're alone. And then your mind begins to wander on this dark path and then suddenly something happens like a song or your pet or fish, you know, splashes or what have you. And it takes you off that for a minute until you circle right back like you're going down a drain. And then you think about how maybe to your siblings, you know. They're successful. They are um, proud, works from your parents. And so would it be so bad if you went away? It's a thing that I think we've all, a lot of us, including myself, have thought in various degrees before. Um, but you got to keep on those distractions and keep fighting that fight. And once again, I always say this in a lot of episodes I cover these topics, but if you do need help and these thoughts are prevalent, please reach out. Um, They have hotlines for it, counselors, trusted friend or family member, because you are not alone. And so even though loneliness, like in this poem, can be overwhelming, um, take it a day at a time. People do care, but people do just get caught up in their lives too. So thank you, Keely, for sharing this poem. This one is by Meanderer Navia on Twitter, and it is titled, Regret. Exhausted, I release my burden, reasons instantly forgotten. I've seen what just happened, the chances missed again and again. When it comes to the idea of regret, I think the the last portion of the line really highlights this, the missed again and again. There are those regrets that you make once and they never happen again, but then those there are those ones that, whether it's truly a mistake or maybe it's a character flaw that we feel is a flaw to ourselves, but it's not one in reality, whatever it may be, and we feel like we keep stumbling over that thing again and again and keep on regretting it. Um, growing up for me, a lot of times it was, and it's something I'm still working on, but either speaking my mind or being less shy. And it's something that causes, you know, numerous regrets to pile up. Um, but you keep working on it. But I think that this short but concise poem actually really captures that, those building regrets. So thank you, uh, Navia, for sharing. By uh, Lisi the Lucky One, this is titled Sleepy. I know this may sound creepy. Maybe it's because I'm really sleepy. I've been thinking of you so deeply. It's becoming a little freaky. Got me feeling so uneasy. These thoughts in my head start to beat me. I'm just trying to break free of me. I wish it was easy. 
So thank you, Lisi, for sharing this. Another nice uh, limerick uh, rhyming poem that we can have. But um, it's that other thing about being infatuated with someone that there could does come that moment, whether it's because it doesn't work out or maybe it's because it's early on and it's one way or maybe, you know, wherever you are that, you know, you wish that you could just uh, break free of those thoughts. As uh, uh, Lisi said, that these thoughts in my head start to be me and you wish you could just so so easy to break free. So thank you for sharing. This one is by Reddit user Gang, and it is titled, The Door. I'm standing by the dreaded door that never quite goes away. I've hated every time I've gone before, so in this room I'll choose to stay. The door leads to tragedy, the door leads to gray. Why would I face that agony where I can't see the light of day? That door leads to a long dark hall. I do not wish to go. Can anyone even see me fall? Would anyone even know? But I hear great things about this door. If I could make it through, I would see all the good things in store. Maybe I would see you. Oh, my feet betray me, or maybe it's my heart. I step to the door with ignorant glee and pray I don't get torn apart. Thank you, Nene Gang, for submitting this piece. Life is just full of doors, and that's the way to move forward. Whether that is in love, um, new experiences, uh, the next step for you. It doesn't always have to be a big door. It can be small ones. It doesn't have to be many. It could be few. But to move forward in life, we always have to open a new door. And there is always that fear that once you do, everything will go wrong. You'll be torn apart. You'll fall. But we still have to open that door. And it doesn't mean we have to open as fast as other people. We can take our time with it. Um, Go at our own pace. But sometimes it's okay to have a little bit of that ignorant glee and pray you don't get torn apart. So, to me, this poem ultimately means that, yes, it's fearful, yes, we can be burned before, but still open that door, still grow, still keep moving forward. So thank you, Nene Gay, for submitting that. Now, this next one is by Landis Amaya, and it is titled, Virus. My depression, hard to explain, not like others. It's a lysogenic virus, dormant and hidden. Inside the very core, the nucleus, my heart. Occasionally reminding, torturing, teasing my brain of its existence. By releasing enough toxins to make my heart ache with every beat of every second of every day. Not enough to see a doctor. Not even enough to call off work, but enough to make me want to do anything to force my nerves to send pain sensors somewhere else, till it's had enough to eat of my body, the soul, back to dormant, enabling my body to grow back the appendages it needs so that it can come back and devour once again. The brain, my anxiety, 
knows that this euphoria is temporary, flinching at every person I encounter, not knowing when, not knowing where. The kitchen timer, which is my depression, will tell me my time is up. That will tell me you are alone. You are selfish. Everything you do is wrong. With every bone rattling ring, this euphoria is a skip of a heartbeat, a cliff dive, till it plummets to the bottom of the canyon, my chest, aching once again. Thank you, Landis, for sharing how interwoven and deep depression can feel at times, where it's just a part of our life. I mean, so in this poem, you bring out that the nucleus is, yeah, is that the virus is dormant and hidden, the nucleus, your heart, and that it's not enough to see a doctor or not even enough to call off work. You know, it could be that just numb eating pain that it consumes you, yes, but never enough to stop you dead in your tracks. And sometimes that causes people to downplay it, but doesn't mean you're not being afflicted by it. So thank you, Landis, for sharing this, but I said it earlier too, and I'll say it again and again and again. It One, get help if you need it, but two, um, and this is not directed specifically at you, Landis, but at anyone who can relate to this poem, which I'm sure many do. It's okay that you feel this way, in the sense that don't feel ashamed, even though it feels like it's not enough to call to work or not enough to go to a doctor or maybe not enough to talk to other people because it just seems like such an interwoven part of who you are at this point and never seemed like it was such a big thing outside of its huge spikes. Um, it's okay that you feel this way and it's good to sh- let people know, at least the ones you trust and you're close to. So you don't have to go through it alone. I mean, for me in some cases, and I'm not saying it works for everyone, sometimes it's just good to have that person that can either help you shake out of that rut or be a distraction, at least until the waves of depression kind of settle down to a more manageable place again. Um, sometimes it's nice to have those escapes. So thank you, Landis. Uh, for sharing this piece. I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate it. This next one is an untitled piece submitted by Electro Ryan on Twitter. I am not a good person. 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 Listen to me when I tell you these words, Lennon, themselves like rain into a paper cup. These words, Lenin, themselves into a new revolution. The earth has completed its revolution, but my head is still spinning. Charlie Sheen, I am not winning. Was never in my DNA. Every day feels the same. Wake up, play the game. Be the pawn, sacrificed first. Greet the dawn with an unquenched thirst. These words are lending themselves to my self-destruction. I build myself a house of lies with impeccable construction. It's my last judgment, judge, jury, and executioner. Just hurry up and execute her. But not just yet. Back against the wall, heels on the bridge, toes on nothing. 
Nothing is keeping me tied to this world, but I learned how to make rope. I can create ties. I can harvest hope. This world will only break your heart, but I have found love in the art. The words I put on the page, bottled up tears and rage, these words are lending themselves to a new creation. I only hope that I'm here to see it happen. So thank you, Electra Ryan, uh, for sharing this piece. Even though it seems that it you know, starts off pretty uh, bleak, it you know turns into something bright on the end um, for the most part. And I wanted to end this episode. Yes, this is the end of the episode. I wanted to end this episode with this piece specifically too, um, because you you can feel like this in the beginning. You can feel like you're not a good person. You know, you know. Even though there's some humor in this, in terms of the wordplay of Charlie Sheen, I'm not winning. It's never in my DNA. You can feel that all of your efforts come up to nothing, and that you're at the end of the day not a good person, someone to be sacrificed like a pawn. But to learn that you can create ties and harvest hope, I think is the most powerful message in this piece. You know, in this piece the. That lecture Ryan highlights that they put found love in the art, and sometimes finding love in something is the first step to building uh, that hope, that rope that you need uh, to make it through this world. Because for better or for worse, worse life is life with all the bad and with all the good. And even though there's some days it seems like there's only bad, it just means that it's. Um, covering the good and hiding it from sight sometimes and takes a little bit of work to really see it and so in any situation you find yourself you can create ties you can harvest that hope use it for another day find love in creating something find love in yourself find love in a project find love um, in something to show you that there still is positivity in the world so Thank you, Electra Ryan, once again, for sharing this piece. I really enjoyed it. So that's it. That is episode five of Dead Letter Radio. Um, A few closing comments and some things I mentioned in the beginning of the episode as well. Next week, January uh, 10th, is the haiku episode. You will see me post more about it on social media. But if you're thinking about at any point submitting any of your writing into this podcast but are worried if it would be accepted, this is going to be one of those times that makes it really easy to be accepted because I'm looking for a haiku um, all around. And so until you know later in the week, um, I'm going to still be looking for submissions. So if you're interested, if you've been thinking about it, send it in. More likely than not, it will be featured on January 10th, that Sunday episode. Unless I get some of really drowned with uh, haiku entries, more than likely not, your haiku will be featured if you submit it. And if you, have a, if you want to submit multiple, go ahead. I can choose between a few. Maybe uh, more than one of yours will be included too. I'm still kind of playing, deciding how I exactly want to do it. Other than that, if you're interested in submitting your work, even if it's not a haiku, you can find me at Dead Letter Cast, that's C-A-S-T on Twitter, Dead Letter Cast on Twitter, Dead Letter Radio on Instagram. Um, those are going to be the two main places uh, to find me. Just send me a message, 
and let me know uh, your work that you want to submit and whether you want to be anonymous or not. And then besides that, thanks again for everyone who's listened, who's stuck with me for this first month. It's been a lot of fun, and even though we made it to a new year, we survived 2020. Um, All of you listening have survived 2020 as well, and so that is something to celebrate, and let's knock 2021 out of the park. And I'm just trying to, you know, I always do these rambles on the end of the episode. There's other things I'm pretty sure I wanted to say. Um... If you want to submit your work, you can submit your work. Uh, oh, yeah. If you if you do enjoy the episodes and you would like to uh, show some way that you enjoy it, leave a review. Um, not all podcast sites have that option, but if you can access Apple, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, um, definitely helps if you can just leave a review there. Let me know. Message me on Twitter. Let me know what you think as well. That would be awesome. Once again, this is Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host, Taze, and to everyone going into 2021, safe travels.